0: Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on, let's lean in. Oh, well, I just got to warn you right now because I was a little wild in this episode. I'm I'm just going to be honest. I talked about sneaking out of my parents' house, coming back, smelling like sex. I mean, I just I want to warn you now. Don't have your kids listen to this episode because I went a little crazy. But I did it for a real good reason, I promise, because I wanted to show that no matter how dark and loose and wild things gets in your life, God's still there with a plan. And he's not handing off your plan to someone else. He's still got the plan that he has for your life ready. Because the truth is, he's not the kind of God that thrusts us into uncalculated situation. He's the God that knows us through and through. He's a smart God and he wants to set us up for success. Me and Jordan Welch, an incredible worship leader who has traveled all over the country worshiping on tours at different churches with Jackie Hill Perry on her tour, Glory, which is where I met her. I mean, she is leading people into true, authentic, good worship because, as Jordan says, in worship, we'll find our safest place, our most solid ground, the best place to build our security on. And it is in God. And so I hope you lean into this episode. I hope that Jordan's demeanor really blesses you. She's so confident in God that she just comes off and says things so effortlessly. We even joked about it on the podcast. Listen, I just know you're going to love it. It's going to bless you. Share it with somebody you know and have a fun time listening. Check it out. You know, one of the things that I think I needed the most when I was going through a divorce and transitioning out of some really toxic and abusive relationships and environments is a roadmap. I needed like the way out. Like, how do I actually do this? How do I find counseling? How do I begin to practice gratitude? How do I transition toxic relationships out? Like, I need some actual practical, okay? And I didn't have that. I had to discover and stumble upon resources and strategies and ways and friends and find new community and pray to the Lord up above to rescue me out of brokenness. And here's the deal. I don't want any other women to go through that. I I want to be able to provide a resource to women all around the world to help them heal a little bit easier because I just think finding hope again should be Easier than what we've been through and so i've officially launched my healing community groups They're called a hundred hopeful women and it's beautiful I can only hold about a hundred women in the groups at a time we're going to go down the six to eight week journey of just Strategizing what it looks like to heal from anxiety depression abuse church hurt financial struggle. I mean eating disorders all the things I'm going to walk with you as your hope coach With a group of other women who were like, yeah, let's go get some healing and we're going to do the thing. So if you're interested at all in learning more about 100 hopeful women, I want you to go to TonyJCollier.com backslash hope. I'm excited to hopefully one day soon be your hope coach. See you soon. Hey, y'all, we on the Steel Coloring Podcast. (laughs) The people know I'm crazy. It don't even matter. At this point, y'all know what it is, okay? It's another episode of the Still Coloring Podcast. Y'all know we have been in this very deep series called Worshiping When It Hurts. We have cried. We have cried a lot on these episodes, okay? And um, it's just been good, man. We've been talking about this idea about worshiping a good God when everything is bad, when it's just things that sucks, okay? How do you keep holding on? And I'm so excited about our guest today because I went to this tour called the Glory Tour by my girl Jackie Hill Perry. And I'm there with my daughter. and I'm so excited. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. We're gonna worship. We're gonna get the word. It's just gonna be awesome. And I don't know what's planned. And out comes this incredible worship leader. And let me tell you, like, when I looked up, my daughter was like, Mom, she's got a tutu on. And I was like, what? And I looked up. I didn't know who she was talking about. like, what are you talking about? And I looked up at the stage and I said, sis does have a tutu on. And and then (laughs) you slayed us with a freaking tutu on. And it was amazing. And I I kept saying, because I had been planning this season, I'm like, I want to get some really great worship leaders. But I need to get the worship leaders who aren't just on stages singing songs, but they're living by them, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that it actually, like, it's a part of who they are. And so a lot of the people we've had on this season... Have been people that I know personally. And while we don't know each other personally, let me just show you. You know, when you get to a certain point, you know who who faking up there and who really out here in the the prayer room mm-hmm. out with no microphone and no stage. And I felt that so strongly from you. And I was like, I gotta get Jordan Welch on the freaking podcast, baby. And so here we are today. Jordan, how you doing? <laughs> I love you. Okay. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm glad to be here. I'm I am glad. really glad that you are here. And we have mutual friends who I have talked about you on the side with. I was like, how do you know Jordan? They're like, oh, man, she's amazing. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. So we're in this podcast series called Worshiping When It Hurts. And we, we go deeper, or go home kind of thing over here. We don't be talking about all the fluff stuff, okay? Yeah. My listeners, my watchers, they're just like, hit us with something in the face. And so the first question that we've been asking and whatever you feel comfortable sharing, whatever part of your story, I'd love to know about a season where you worshiped through something hard and you still held on or maybe heck you didn't out here. Okay. Whatever you want to (laughs) share. There was a time and this was actually when I really
1: started to um, dig into worship leading, I guess, more intently. I was new to a church. Um, was much smaller than churches I had been at before. Yeah. Uh, which means everybody could see your business from the
0: second oh, oh. you walk in the door. Know your middle name. People know <laughs> like your middle name.
1: You have no choice because there's like, but so many people. Um, and I'd say those seasons, not those seasons, but rather those Sundays, because I was there for several years, those Sundays were hard because um, I didn't quite know what my circle was. Um, I didn't feel like I had kind of the the most stable or solid ground to really do this. I was new to this particular culture. So I grew up Baptist. Suddenly I'm immersed in very multicultural Pentecostal. Whoa, multicultural Pentecostal. You don't hear that often. Hello. Multicultural, right? So internationally based. um, Internationally organized if you will like it was just it was so much new so much culture shock it was just like oh my gosh what am I doing here why did I agree to this like so many so many questions um and so when you are consistently put in the front consistently put in the front and mind you in my own personal life I was already feeling like I need to just not do anything. I don't fully understand what the Lord is doing. I, I just need to chill out. Right. And I need to be in spaces where nobody knows my name basically. Yeah. Ugh. So when you are consistently put in the front, cause it was mine, they trusted me, but my, my gifts were what they saw first before they truly saw like me as a person in my heart at the time and what I was even dealing with. So, um, you, you're looking at, unstable ground, you're looking at multicultural new territory denominationally and culturally, right? You're looking at um, consistently needing to be forward-moving because you're constantly on the stage, constantly in the spotlight. You're talking about new to deeper worship because that, that Pentecostal draw, if you will, um there's like a different a different expectation yeah and how so. you present right Yep. and then it's also a prophetic house i was not very familiar with the prophetic again grew up baptist no offense to the baptist but that's not
0: we don't flow there I, I grew up catholic so i don't i didn't even know what salvation was so i <laughs> okay
1: it's not really our flavor right so it's all of this new stuff and i'm like lord what do you want so there's there are attacks there's confusion There's entitlement. There is um, control. There's manipulation. There are all these things that I'm dealing with. And I'm like, I don't know anything else right now except the Lord. Like, I don't know where else to go except the Lord. I can't talk to my family about it. I can't talk to anyone in the church about it who is like maybe more familiar and not even on a, yo, why are they crazy? Or why is this happening? Or why is that happening? It was just... I like, I need some insight. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know yeah. what to do about this. I've never been in a Pentecostal space. Like it's just, I didn't yeah. have that. So what do you do except lean on, on the Lord and let your worship be a part of your testimony for how you're making it through hour by hour, not even just Sunday to Sunday. It's hour by hour. Cause I'm like, I have people who I don't even think like me. on <laughs> <Want> my team. <laughs> like I have a congregation I've never served before. So how do I how do I serve them in a way that invites them to worship, invites them to go into deeper places? And how do I not deal with the constant like scare of am I gonna be called to the principal's office again? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like what did I do this time? Am I am I gonna be doing something wrong this time? Like it's just it was so much all like over my head. I had nothing else I could think to do except worship worship in the moment, lean on God, lean on who I could, because where else am I gonna go? I don't know anybody, I don't know anyone that likes me enough to look out for me, right? At that time, at that time.
0: Well, here's what I love about this. With an audience this size of this podcast, I know someone's like, yep, I know how that feels. I know how it feels to be in an unfamiliar place. To be like, Lord, it feels like you led me here, but this looking a little weird. It's looking a little weird out here today. Okay. And no one knows me by name. No one knows my story. So no one can hold my story. God, it literally feels like you have me in the wilderness surrounded around people, but it's the wilderness. And what's interesting about that is I think when we end up in situations where we're uncomfortable in the natural, we... We try to, like, one, maybe people please. My counselor has called me a chameleon before, which is disrespectful, because she (laughs) says that I, instead of embracing my God-given identity, I will try to morph or blend into the surroundings so that people Mm -hmm. can like me more, receive me more, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a gift with a shadow side, you know? and. I think a lot of us do that, right? Like we end up in these really weird situations and we try to like morph into something else that God has called us to be. Your friend's cursing, now you cursing. Your friend's wearing a little uh, skirt, all that glory out. The bottom booty cheeks is out. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna get my bottom booty cheek shorts on. You like, (laughs) so I can fit in, right? And instead, it's interesting that You didn't do that. You showed up authentically who you were in this new space. And instead you turned on the only one sound thing in the midst of wilderness. And that was your God. And I think that's, that's, that's going to set somebody free the next time they're in a situation where it's like, I feel real uncomfortable. Like I wasn't made for this environment. Yes. And I can't
1: like, that was
0: maybe not nine,
1: maybe 10 years ago,
0: 10 years ago.
1: 10 years ago right 10 years yeah um and believe it or not like that that kind of stuff still happens today
0: oh I'm sure
1: when you transition from place to place moving from you know one place to another the it's it's always it's always like that maybe you're not dealing with so much of all the new at the same time but there was so much to even just (laughs) getting where I am today I'm just like, I can't, I can't do anything else but lean on God. And I've, I've had to, it's funny because we're always, <laughs> we're always challenging people, get in community, get in community. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute though, Whoa, wait what? a minute. <laughs> when you have trust issues because of all of the things that you've de- dealt with Come over on. the years, you don't, you don't necessarily think to draw on community. And so when God is all you have, yes, God is all you need and God is all you lean on, but Sometimes what if he's calling you to lean on people around you that you don't trust? Like that you you don't engage that. How do you deal with that? You don't, but you have to you have to trust that when he when he leads you into spaces like that, there's a reason. There's a whole reason. And let him walk you through that.
0: All right, fam, I'm about to let y'all in on a little secret. Maybe it's like a family secret. But when Sam and I first got married, I remember I was so nervous about cooking and being a wife and figuring this whole thing out with him because he was such an amazing guy. And he goes to me, hey, if you don't want to cook, like, you don't have to cook. I said, hold on real quick. Let me just let me get my phone out and record you so that you can... um." have some proof that this actually went down. And it's crazy because for the first years of our marriage, I really didn't cook. But then with the kids, Dylan, our daughter and our sweet little boy Sammy, like there was something in me that just missed being in the kitchen. But the truth is I travel and I speak and I got tons going on and I'd be trying to buy groceries and then everything goes bad because we're gone. And it's just it's it's been hard. But I didn't give up on it, and I'm so excited, y'all, because I discovered this brand called Prep Dish, and it's so cool because what they do is they send an email to you every Friday, with an organized grocery list and even instructions, y'all, on how to prep the meals for like the following week based on the meal plan that I choose. So I go to the grocery store with a game plan. I know exactly what I'm going to get. I do things like chop and make marinades ahead of town. I mean, I'm like a whole chef, okay? Let me just tell you that. But then I only take like one hour a week to prep them and all of the meals for the whole week are already put together. And so all I have to do is just cook them. And let me just tell you this right now. My family was tired of Taco Tuesdays every single week and hamburgers and spaghetti because those were the top three things and the only things that I cooked for them. But now, honey, oh, I am a whole chef. Okay, so here's what's kind of cool. The founder of PrepDish, Allison, is offering the Still Coloring Podcast listeners, that is you, a free two-week trial just to test it out. All you need to do is go to PrepDish.com slash Tony, T-O-N-I, for this incredible deal, you guys. Again, that's PrepDish.com backslash Tony for your first two weeks free. Now, when your family is excited because you have turned into a chef, I want you to take some pictures of your meals. Tag me in them. Let me see what you cooked. I'll do the same. And I hope you have a whole bunch of fun cooking because I know I am. The other thing I think we forget is that, of course, he's a a super creative out here, the greatest creator that there is. But God's very smart. He is playing Mm -hmm. chess in ways that we can't even see. And he is not calling us to a place for confusion. He's calling us to a place because he's got divine clarity. And if we were to lean on him in those moments, then he would start to speak with us and help us to discern like, okay, listen, these are sandwich friends. Okay. These people over here. Okay. You can only have sandwiches with them during the lunch breaks. Okay. They don't need to know all your business. And then God will start to illuminate like, okay, now this is a person you can lean on. Maybe, Maybe don't throw your whole testimony in the pool. Maybe just have a little like a pinky toe. OK, maybe just yep. share a little yep. something. And yep. I, I, I just don't think he's the kind of God that thrusts us into uncalculated situations like he, he's not misaligned with what's going down here. So if he's put you in a space, he's got a plan for it, you know.
1: Absolutely. And I, but I Absolutely. think it's
0: up to us to be surrendered enough to hear the plan right like
1: and if you don't trust that he still has one oh like i don't i'm not meant to have i'm supposed to have his mind let this mind be in you that is in christ that's also in christ jesus i'm to have his mind so that i i do better as a representation of him but i'm not him i don't have nor do i need his plan in order to operate in obedience so if i don't get it do i have the mindset enough to know that what the father has called of me is enough and is okay and is accurate and is great and is perfect according to his perfect will
0: oh well i don't know about y'all but i got the chills a little bit because i feel like <laughs> y'all don't want to hear that y'all want to know we know want to know the plan okay i want to worship a god who i fully understand i one of the guests on the podcast said we want management from god but instead he's giving us mystery and we hate that and we're like <laughs> no but like yes. listen daddy god Yes. I need you to lay this out for me. And he's like, if you knew the plans, then you would be God and you can't even handle the weight of this glory. What what are you talking about? Cannot. You can't you, you can't even handle a lunch for tomorrow. People didn't gave you two what? options and you are confused.
1: Cannot. I sometimes I wonder if we really got what we asked for, could we truly handle it? And the answer is no. <gasps> Girl, are we willing to admit that? Absolutely not. I swear, if I just knew like the next three steps, I would be good. No, because it's not three steps, right? We calculate God's moves according to our understanding of math Come on. and logic. But God's moves, God's calculations, God's thoughts span beyond the limited dimensions that we understand. And so we just think, if I just knew the three, when in actuality, three could be 27. Like, okay. like three could be 50. And now,
0: you drown like, and you now just you're drowning. And now you're drowning? Okay, give it to God and let him do it. Give. <laughs> I just love here's what it's it's coming off as nonchalantness. I don't know if that's a word. But it's going to be one today. But I really think it's just like confidence. Like I think you're just so sure of God that you you kind of chill about it. Like because and I, like- I know the
1: days when I didn't believe him. Like, I know the days when I wasn't confident. I know the days when I spent more time in anxiety trying to map everything out as a perfectionist. I know the days when I thought that if I had it under control, then he would have it more under control. Or like, it just, I put myself in his position far too many times. And when I tell you, I like my sleep.
0: You like your sleep? You trying to get them eight hours. Okay, unless he
1: interrupted himself. Let me, let me get my let eight. Let me chill.
0: How did Let you become me. like this? What is it? <laughs> Help <laughs> us.
1: Uh. Practice. Because when you have for me, and I'm I'm not even saying this as if I have arrived, as our, sure. our apostle Paul would say, huh? But mm-hmm. um when you when you begin to fully understand what his love for you actually means, then there is less need to make things up for yourself. It's less need. And when you have the right people around you that echo his voice, not try to emulate his voice, when they echo his voice, when they reaffirm words that he's spoken to you, when they um, draw you to him, not to them, then you have a safer, you have a safer place, but you also have more reason to trust that he means well by you. And I just cannot imagine letting something or someone else take that from me or him. I just... I just can't. So nowadays I'm just like, okay, if this is, if this is what it's going to be, then all right, let's, let's try this. I've spent a number of my adulthood years trying to be perfect, trying to be the planner. Now I'm not organized, come on, <laughs> gotta stay organized, but trying to like create my life. Yeah. It's exhausting. Cause I've, I have lived <laughs> the repercussions of trying to do things myself. It's just, it's exhausting. It's exhausting.
0: Here's what I love so much about the contrast of your story. It's like you're saying, "Listen, I'm not just fabricating this confidence. It's come from hard trial and test." Okay, like because I've been out here. I didn't try to do the little things. I didn't try to line everything up, and it was exhausting. And I said, "I'm not doing it that way anymore." What I love about it so much is that we serve this God that's like looking at us, and I'm sure He is probably looking at me like, "Sweet girl, you you have." He's like, "It's like if our life was like a maze." and and there's and the top of it was off and we was just going from corner was like, oh, not that way. Okay, let me go to the left. Let me go ahead and okay, let me take a couple of rights here. Right, right, right. Take a left. Take a st-. like. And he is just looking down like, sweet baby girl. If you were to. When are you going to, what, what, what are you doing? Come on up. Come back over here to the entrance and let me clear the path for you. But I love that he's a God that will still clear the path. Like he could literally watch us go down the rat race forever and still be like, Hey, welcome home. Because I tell you, even our earthly parents don't have that. Because, listen, when I stole my parents' car to go have sex with some little boy in the middle of the night, and I came back, wasn't what no open arms, okay? It, the police was at the crib. <laughs> okay, when I when I snuck back, when I bit my body in half through my brother's bedroom window, <laughs> it was my mama's silhouette. Okay. <laughs> Door, okay. It wasn't no open arms, and, and they had every right to call the police. I just stole the car; they thought I was kidnapped. Anyways, coming in smelling like sex and booty. <clears throat> <clears throat> but God, on the other hand, oh God. but God, <laughs> okay, this is this is real. Y'all know we crazy with the Be God's just like, come on. I'll clean you yeah. right up. And I just think somebody needs to hear that today because it like you could literally be like, I messed it all up. Like, I tried so hard. I was doing the best that I could, I was, but I, I messed it all up. Now I got to go back to God with your head down. Like, well, mm-hmm. look, I messed everything up, all those plans. And he's like, no, no, lift your head up, dog. Yeah, absolutely. The plan absolutely. is still here for the taking. I wonder, Jordan, what your thoughts are uh, I, because I just feel like we, for, first of all, here's what I, what's great about you, you've worshipped all over the country here in the last year or two. I think, good lord, y'all have been all over the cities, and <laughs> and I just wonder the consistencies you've seen in people running after God. What's like the temperature on this generation? <clears throat> because again, when I was in Atlanta at Glory, I was. Shocked. I was like, it's young people, old people, black, white, it's Hispanic and all kind of things. And I'm like, there's some really hard stories in this room. I can't believe people are still worshiping. Is that is that like an accurate view of what's ha- like? People are still showing up. They're just real hungry. So, yes,
1: I think nowadays, yes. Reason being, this pandemic done did something. To people. Now, have we reverted back to pre pandemic ways and thinking and habits? Absolutely. That's just the way mankind and sin and mankind combined just work. But what I have seen over the years is people who are truly hungry will get to wherever the food is, right? And when you've tasted so much and have gotten so many different results, the results that are best for you are what you end up turning back to. And so we had people that are, sometimes they're there just for speculation, right? And sometimes they're there because somebody said, it's the women's conference, you got to be there. And even in like non-glory events, this is our church conference, you got to be there. I've learned that curiosity is enough for God. You being curious enough to be present is enough for him. And when you have people who are authentic and and tethered to him in a way that they are just vessels for him to, to be present and to show up and to work, then your curiosity, again, being enough for him will open the door for him to reveal himself in a way that you don't need to turn to anything else. And so the results of things like that are where you get people that are saying, my hunger was revitalized, or I'm now hungry for the word, or I'm never gonna be the same. And like actually mean it, not just because that's what you say after a conference. But this is this is what ultimately happens, and so I think this is why. And I um, was studying this today is Tuesday ish. I was studying this a couple of days ago. Like when we know and believe God's love for us, then we have a different perspective on how life is life to us, and even if the story is hard, even if the journey is hard, knowing God's love, knowing and believing, meaning being certain, being convinced, being like completely sold out to the fact that he loves you. You don't have, you don't look for other options. You say, whatever my lot, it's well, right? So I think it's just important these days for those who are living hard lives, those who are just, even worn out, tired, what have you? burned out, exhausted, what have you? Like let's check the calibration of our knowing and believing that God loves us. Let's check the calibration of what we are using to either solidify our faith or solidify our questioning, solidify our doubts, solidify those things that that shape our viewpoint of the world and see where we can open ourselves back up to the love of the Lord. The light that he is, and the life that he brings, and and that will change folks' need for anything other than him.
0: Fam, can we can we get a little honest here for a second? am I the only person that struggles to remember scripture? I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I have that one scripture that I'm holding on to that I will never forget forever. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse nine. But those other ones, listen, child, they are hard to memorize. And here's the truth about scripture. Words have power. We know that. What we say to ourselves, what we put in our heads, those are the things that we end up believing about who we are, what our purpose is. And honestly, whether we're going to make it out of the valleys. So we're talking this season about worshiping when it hurts and the God of the valleys who does not leave us or forsake us. But if we don't know the words of God, the words that he left us, man, listen, we can believe some crazy things that maybe we won't make it out, that maybe he's not a good God. So I've got something special for you, fam. I partnered with a company this season called Dwell Differently. They are incredible, and they're doing one thing really well. They're helping us memorize the Bible one verse at a time every single month. Now, if you know anything about me, you know I love receiving things in the mail. When you sign up for your monthly membership, y'all, you get this cute little Mailbox kit. It's so good. It has temporary tattoos or stickers, a keychain, and a print. Y'all, they even have jewelry. Listen, this is powerful. And we're not talking about a smiley face tattoo or a heart tattoo. These tattoos are going to help you remember scripture. It's really, really good. And I want to encourage you right now, head on over, check them out, DwellDifferently.com. You'll be amazed at how God can use just one Bible verse to change everything for you. And y'all know I got a code for you. You know, use the code Tony for your first month free. You heard that right. DwellDifferently.com. Use the code Tony whole month for the free. I love that you said curiosity is enough because, I mean, I don't know what your experience has been with church and how people have explained God. But for me, for a long time, I was like, God is mad. He got to be mad for all that I didn't did out here. Really? Oh, Jesus. Okay. He not, He don't know my voice at all. Okay. And, and I do not know he is. Okay. And I just was like, there's no way. Like, I, I don't even know how to enter into his prayer like he's just way so far away from me and all my mistakes and I I if I would have heard at 16 or 19 or even 21 when I first got saved that my curiosity was enough oh my gosh it would have I think it would have changed me I would have I would have probably said more to God, I would have probably been more of a follower of him and not just a fan on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I, yeah. And I, I it would have been like how he wants us to be, like a child, curious, full of awe and wonder and just surprise at who he is. And I just hope somebody really hears that today. If you're in a moment he, like where you're just like, "Lord, I I don't really know what to do out here." Being curious about God. I mean, he's jealous for us. Like I I, I can't imagine like He would be like, you know, like one of them teachers that you had when you was young who really loved teaching, you know, it it was like the science teacher. Probably. It was just like, yeah, love brother. You, (laughs) it's been your whole life. You've been wanting to be a science teacher. Okay. And you ask one question, like, well, actually the omnipotent system of biology is squadric And uh, you know, like it's almost, like I feel like I could imagine that God is that way that you're just like, ask maybe an honest question to him and say god what do you think of me and I'm i sorry. bet he's just like that science he's just like oh oh let me uh, crack open my book of all the things that i call you i think i think you're amazing i think you're wonderful i think he's wanting to lavish us with his words and all it takes is just a little curiosity i don't know that touched me in a way today i don't know <laughs> that was good you got to yeah.
1: think, if I'm if I'm willing to ask the questions, am I also humble enough to receive the answers? Because you got folks that are curious in a pessimistic kind of way. Yeah. They're like, but let me see just how it really is, right? Or let me see what they're talking about here and there. Like that, you can't control that. But I do think the the little bit of humility um, that allows you to be curious, he's just so willing to be there for us. And when you read his word and when you really, again, know and believe his love, He's not this CEO that wants nothing to do with the people of the company. Like this is a God who is our father. And if yeah. a father is not curious about or willing to, to deal with the curiosities of his children, then what are we here? Is it really a family? if I can't come to you with the hard questions, if I can't come to you with even the dumb questions, what are we here for? And I think nowadays he really wants that to be known. That if I didn't love you, I would not predestined for you to be chosen. I would not consider sending my one and only son to die for you for sins that you ain't even born yet to commit. Like I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that if I didn't care. So if I, if I don't love you so much to send my only begotten son to pay for your sins now and forevermore, if I don't love you enough to do that, then why, why, why am I going to sit here and, and answer your questions? I just... That's not the kind of God we serve, right? And that's not the kind of father that we have. He's just so willing to be a father. We just have, unfortunately, misconstrued the earthiness of our parents and our connections and, and those around us to his sovereignty and his holiness and his otherness. Like, And it's, it's, it's our thing, right? And we go to therapy to find out that we thought God was like our earthly dad. Or we thought, you know, well, we well, thought well. And he's like, well, what do you know, my child?
0: What? I'm not. Surprise. <laughs> I ain't like his crusty self. I'm just kidding. I don't know about your dad. I didn't call somebody daddy crusty. My daddy not crusty. Um, anyways. Okay. Last question. I love this question so very much. We've asked it to everybody. If there was a person they were sitting down with you in your new studio at your crib or having <laughs> <laughs> She redesigned her studio. It looks amazing. They were having coffee with you and they're like, Jordan, listen, sis. I'm trying my best, okay, to worship God, and I I love him, but, like, life sucks. Like, I just don't know if I can hold on to this unseen God. What would you tell them? How would you encourage them?
1: I would tell them that worship in worship—you don't want to worship worship, worship—but in worship, you will find your safest space, your most solid ground— and the best place to build your security in God, period. We, the vulnerability that it takes to find those three things, there's no better place to test that out than with God in worship. Because if you if you go anywhere else, man can't do what God can. We have feelings that we are trying to manage at the same time. Yep. He's a God that feels, but doesn't break from those feelings. So if you're going to try to even just get yourself back together, (laughs) not even try to figure out life, but just get yourself back together and build yourself in the strength of the Lord. Worship is where you can find that. And that's worshiping in spirit and in truth that just as Hannah did, right? She was sacrificing every year, worshiping every year, doing the same thing every year, not even in it. But it was only when she had openly grieved from her heart, openly spoke from her heart that she was able to get what she was looking for. So until you're willing to do that, even if you're on your knees doing the practice of worship, you're not going to get much. So you got to approach it with all you have and with all that you are and let that be, again, the solid ground that you find, the safe space that you find and the security that
0: you need in God. I just, for those of you watching this, or no, for those of you listening to this, I just need you to know that Jordan is saying these powerful gems while reclined back in her seat Like it is nothing. Okay. I this she is so chill about this. This is crazy. Okay. Because but it's it's just a testament to like here's what like you trust God. Yeah. You trust him at his word. And I feel like more of us, if we just sat back and just trusted God, we could just be chill like Jordan. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) <laughs> don't use me as a litmus I'm trying to it's inspiring to me I'm like Lord I just be clamoring around I'm like, what are we going to do about this how are we going to do this and I'm just like I know God I know he be coming through I've seen his track record I don't even have to test him because I didn't seen him do it even when I didn't deserve it trust God at his word okay I love it so much okay last thing I'll ask of you I promise can you pray for us Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Ah, it's gonna be the most chill prayer. Don't fall asleep. I sat <laughs> up. You can't tell him I, I He sat up. She sat up. She sat <laughs> up.
1: <laughs> Father God, God, emphasis on Father, we just thank you for mm-hmm. being who you are to us. Even if it was by hearsay or by experience, mm-hmm. Lord, we thank you that there's a testimony that speaks yeah. of your greatness. God, we thank you that you have carried us this far we thank you that it was by your mercies we have not been consumed by the powers of darkness by life by anything that the enemy tried to uh, bring against us god we thank you that you have been our solid rock you have been the one where our strength is drawn from you have been the one where even in our weakness your strength and continues to be made perfect. God, we thank you that even when we are lost, (laughs) there is always a way to come back to you and you receive us with such open arms. In fact, you don't wait for us to come all the way to you. You find us, you come where we are, you meet us where we are, and you embrace us with open arms no matter how far away we've gone. God, I thank you that we don't have to worry about whether you love us the proof is in your word the proof is in how you continue to show up day to day how your word that was spoken in genesis 1 is still evident today by the sun rising by the moon rising by all these things that we see in creation god we thank you that you are still god and you prove it on a daily basis god for the people who are struggling with their healing journey or their brokenness or the things that would have them to question if you still love them. God, I pray that you would show up in a way that's unforgettable, that is truly only your DNA, that is only evident that you have done it. And it was by your grace and your strength alone. God, I pray that where there's all these Uh, colloquialisms, be it church colloquialisms or or therapy colloquialisms or all these things that we say from self-help books, whatever it is, while those things still ruminate, Lord, it's your word that lasts. So draw us to your word. Draw us to the scriptures that show us who we are in you, what we mean to you, who you are to us, what you've done in the earth. Remind us of your track record. Remind us of the things that you have done and will continue to do, Lord, because if we can... Remember what you've done back then. Surely we have enough faith to stand on for what you will do in the future. So, God, we just thank you for the opportunity to trust you, the opportunity to grow in our faith in you. And we ask, Lord, that even if we are still in the hard season, that we will remember that you are still God beside you. There is none other, and there's nothing that can separate us from your love Mm -hmm. in any of these seasons that we experience. So, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being. Our friend, thank you for being our God. Thank you for being our father. Thank you for being the one who sees, the one who knows, and the one who cares. It's in the matchless name of Jesus we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. I just want to say publicly that I said some pretty foul things on this episode and <laughs> I'm proud of it. I, I'm proud of it. God was showed up and Jordan, you did amazing. Okay. <laughs> and I appreciate you for being on the podcast.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having <laughs> me.
0: <laughs> Woo! Thank you Hey, fam. I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to the Still Coloring Podcast. It's produced by me, your host, Tony Collier, and edited by Robert Elkins. The music is by my sweet husband, Sam Collier, lead pastor of Story Church. The artwork, all of the graphics and beautiful things you see marketing the podcast are by my good friend, Natalie Maxi of Nueva Creative. The show note illustrations, which you have to download on my site, are by Emily Mills of Sketch Academy. And if you love listening to the podcast let me just tell you right now you're gonna really love watching the episodes head on over to my youtube channel at tony j collier and check out the full episodes from top to bottom edited by my good friend kendall patterson of lovely house media and i want to remind you of this you can heal and find hope and grit right in the middle of your valley love you